Welcome to What's on the Block, a podcast hosted by X4 Technology, getting answers to the biggest questions on blockchain and the metaverse. The virtual world has a global community of innovators, and we are here to tell you what they're up to. My name is Maxine Ewing, and I'm here with Joa Santos to talk about why crypto is the solution to the wealth gap. Joa, thank you for joining us. Thanks for the invite. So to start off, how would you describe the wealth gap? A lot of people confuse income, the income gap and the wealth gap. The income gap has to do with salary people receive, and the wealth gap has to do with people who have a certain amount of assets, really, or they're born into a certain amount of assets or accumulate a certain amount of assets versus the people who don't. And by capitalistic nature, people who are good at it are going to swallow up capital where people who are not good at it are going to be keep losing capital. So the way capitalism is designed, it rewards who's good at it. So it's going to continue to increase that gap which make it more and more difficult for a lot of people. Uh, and that's what we see today is, you know, people like um, Jeff Bezos being worth, you know, I think it's 200 billion or something like that at the moment. Uh, it was a hundred billion just two years ago. So you can see the increase that, that's happened. Um, and that creates a real issue for, you know, someone who wants to start up a restaurant, someone who wants to, like venture out from just being an employee and doing their own thing. Like, where's he going to get the investment? Jeff Bezos isn't going to cut you a $30,000 check. It's too small. You know, so as capital moves to the big, the big holders of wealth, it becomes more and more difficult for small people to, to break free from, from their situation. What do you think are the contributing factors causing this issue? I have an interesting theory because there's, there's, well, it's interesting to me anyway, there's a lot of things people say it is. Sometimes they've said it's an educate it's an education issue. Um, they said it's a, a gender issue. The reality is, from everything I've seen, we have more people getting masters today, and the wealth gap's getting worse. So that's completely not the problem, right? We have women much more equal pay than they've been throughout history. That's also not the problem. Tax regimes have been improved. And with more taxes, you, you know, the wealthy just get better lawyers and they're able to use other, other avenues. So that doesn't fix the problem either. To me, it's really how people are brought up. I saw an old study and I still can't find the source, but it completely makes sense to me, which is if you took someone who grew up poor and someone who grew up wealthy and you took everything away from them, the wealthy kid will still be much more likely to be wealthy than the person who, who wasn't because he grew up in a household that understood that investing over time and accumulating assets is what builds wealth, right? Whereas the other person is more focused on becoming rich, which is accumulating money. And accumulating money doesn't mean you become wealthy. It just means you have money. Wealth means I continue to generate income from my assets or my assets keep increasing in price to the point where maybe one day I don't have to work anymore, or you know, my, six generations from now I might not have to work. And the issue is education to me. It's it's we are never taught about money. We go to school for 16 years and we're never taught about money. We're never taught how it works. We're never we, we're never really shown the power of compound interest. 
Uh, we're never shown the power of inflation is taught to us in a way that it seems like inflation is just a thing of nature and just happens. The reality is inflation is a nice way to describe the fact that the dollar lost value and bread has performed better than the dollar, right? So a piece of bread was 25 cents in in the 60s. And today, I don't know the price, but, you know, three, four dollars, I guess. Um, so bread has actually performed better as an asset than the actual dollar has. And people don't look at it that way. They look at it, as, oh, it's just inflation. Well, inflation is, in the, is the really well-marketed way of saying it's dollar losing value. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're mm-hmm. in the DeFi business. Yeah. And so, I came to the DeFi business exactly because of the wealth gap. Yeah. So I, that's what I was going to ask. What is what is the possibility of DeFi having an influence on this issue? Mm-hmm. So I everything that I've worked on in my history, I, I helped design the strategy for Dove Real Beauty in the early 2000s. So helping women feel comfortable in their skin. Um, I don't know if you remember, but you would not see women in, in, in uh, leggings in the early 2000s or the 90s who wasn't absolutely fit. And today, anyone can wear it and feel totally comfortable. And you hear about um, body positive and, and, and everything else. And I really credit that to, to what Dove was able to do in building a strategy, which is, you know, how does this brand help the world? Like, what, this is, what can this brand do for society to get love back? Right. Uh, and I did that for Airbnb. I did, I helped do that for Domino's. I helped do that for a lot of Fortune 500, uh, companies. And during COVID, I was like, what can I do on my own that can really make a huge change? Although I think Dove was, I'm very proud of what happened, but it was also almost 20 years ago, right? 14, 15 years ago. Um, and I'm looking for that next big thing that I can do that really changes things because I do believe you can profit if you do well for people and you honestly do well. Um, people will love you. And if they love you, they're going to come and use your product more. So I was looking, what's that next big change that will really create a huge impact? And to me, it's really solving this, this wealth gap issue. Um, and DeFi just has a lot of tools that really attracted me. So your company right now is Aldrin. What are you guys doing and how did you come to the model that you came to considering this wealth gap issue you're trying to address? Well, what we saw is the the most unutilized tools in DeFi is actually the the passive income side, right? A lot of people know about trading. A lot of people know about trying to find a token that's going to 10x in a few months. and And that's fine, but there's another side that very few people understand and use because it's very complicated to use. But you can generate very, very good yields. I can generate a yield on a stable coin, which is very, uh, it remains at $1 for each token I have, and I can get 20% APR guaranteed with, with almost no risk at all in terms of, my only risk is if the dollar goes down in value, so does this, so does this token. Um, but I'm generating 20% APR, which is huge. That sounds almost something that's insane. If you look at the skyline behind you, Every property owner there is probably getting five to seven percent on on their on their asset. Well, here you're getting twenty percent, um, and it's complicated to use. You need to dedicate some time to understand it. And I figured if there was a way to make this easy, you know, we can really help a lot of people. 
So your goal is to make DeFi more accessible. It's not even making it more accessible. It's, it's making it work almost like a bank. Like if you put money in a savings account in a bank, you have no idea what happens with that money. You don't see the plumbing, right? And right now, you not only see the plumbing in DeFi, you have to call the water company, understand what river it comes from, and put all the pieces together that are enabled in order to be able to use it. And I want to just say, here, click the button on or off. I want to deposit. I don't want to deposit. And this is what I get. And everything is everything's opaque. But if you go onto the blockchain, you can see everything that's happening if you want to advance to that level. But right now, you can only use it if you understood the whole network. right? And you don't need to do that at a bank. You just put it in the savings account and you have no idea what happens to that money. But there's so many things that happen to that, to that money. Um, it doesn't matter to the end consumer. Not really. And that's kind of what we want to bring to, to DeFi. I think one complaint that people have, or not so much of a complaint, but rather an issue that comes up when you're talking about DeFi investment is that mm-hmm. you have to really be in the know to invest. You have to know how to do it. As you just said, you have to know so many steps in the process and be so hands-on. And that can mm-hmm. be really difficult for people who are trying to enter the space. So it brings yeah. up an interesting question of target market. And, you know, Mm -hmm. who this is meant to be for. Is it for the person who already knows everything about DeFi? Is it for the people who are trying to get their feet wet, trying to learn? Or is it for both? Well, we're we're developing actually different products for different targets. Aldrin, the Aldrin Exchange or Aldrin.com is a DeFi native product. You need to know DeFi to use it. And one thing that's, that's scary about DeFi is it's not only being in the know, you need to be on top of things and and be looking because since there's so many moving parts and this is comparable to when, when someone sets a car on a race on the, on the Bonneville flats, right? A lot of things can go wrong with one piece and you need to adjust. So unless you're like constantly on top of it, you might put your money at risk. So Aldrin.com is very much for DeFi people. We are incubating a wallet, which is going to go to younger kids, 18 to 30, let's say, uh, around that, where it will have a payment, you'll be able to pay with it. You all you need to do is deposit, and you'll be earning a fairly decent APR. I don't know the exact APR uh, at the moment, but we're shooting somewhere between 10, 10 and twenty. Um, you need to do nothing else except hold money in your wallet. We also have another product we're launching called Building Blocks. Building Blocks is for the thirty-five and up. You have three choices. One is a stable asset with a high yield. Then you have a variable yield with a stable asset. And then you have a, what we call the coffee money choice, which is variable yield, variable yield, variable asset, more risky. Only put your coffee money in this, in this one, but it gets their feet wet. They won't see all the plumbing, but we're going to teach them what happens with the money after we start getting investors in there and create videos. And it's, that's why we're calling it building blocks. It's like they're building blocks is starting to understand what's going on in the world because a lot of people don't understand that it's actually DeFi is replacing the entire financial ecosystem that exists today between insurance and lenders and banks and and everything else. Another question that comes up from that is how you would advise people to get their, you know, get involved and to continue their involvement if they're already there. It sounds like what you guys are creating is a fantastic solution to that question. Um, Generally speaking, how can people engage? I honestly get this question two times a week through LinkedIn because I had a fairly decent LinkedIn 
following and people write me all the time and I don't even write about DeFi, but they just see that my profile says crypto, as CMO of crypto, and they ask me this question. And I tell everyone the same thing. I go, I've, I've met pro, top programmers that learned how to, how to code through YouTube, right? YouTube is probably the best teacher out there if you want to learn about anything, just like your program, right? You're, you're teaching people uh, uh, about the, the blockchain. If you want to learn about DeFi, it took me almost four or five hours a day for two months of watching videos on YouTube to understand really what happened. Like what happens with the liquidity pool? What happens with staking? How does that affect prices? What are yield curves? What's yield farming? What's the difference between farming and, and providing liquidity? Is there a difference? There's so much. I, don't, I haven't met anyone that knows it all. And there's a lot of like little nuances uh, that you need to understand, like what affects what. It's super interesting, but if you dedicate the time, you can learn it and take full advantage of it. Or you can choose to come to some place that just makes it easy for you. So many more people are becoming involved in DeFi. The space is endlessly growing. As a CMO, what are your biggest challenges right now getting the word out there? The government, basically. When Intel started, you wouldn't be able to buy shares unless you were worth over a million dollars. But if you wanted to go bet your house on black on the on the back end, uh, on the roulette at the casino, they have no problem with it. And that makes no sense to me whatsoever. The average person should be able to invest in new technology they believe can succeed. And that's what this really is. It's new technology that if you believe Intel in the 70s was going to do well, why wouldn't you be able to put 100, 200, 1,000, 10,000, whatever you wanted to put into it to, to invest in that coming uh, company and be able to profit for it. I'll tell you what, that's not as big of a crapshoot as putting it all on black. So I don't understand the rationale the government has, but we have to work within the within the rules that they, they make. And, and I do welcome, I am in favor of regulation because I think it will make a lot of more people feel safe, but they do have to come to grips with you know, we should be able to allow people to know about this because right now it's only benefiting either very early or very techie people who are very or really early, early adopters or very wealthy people have been told this by their financial advisors. So middle America or middle wherever, middle Europe are missing out and they're missing out big time. That was Joa Santos. Tune in next week to stay in the loop with What's on the Block.